Hi and welcome to Absolute Clarity, your number one travel management podcast brought to you by Clarity, your business travel experts. As always, I'm your host Kyle Daniels and today I'm joined by a plethora of actors, videographers, photographers. It's a real arty show today. We've got Liam Blundell, jobbing actor. How's it going? Beautiful. Oscar winning performance there <laughs> by Liam. We've got Pete Butler, little balloon. Hello. And we've got Junior Lloyd, photographer. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll go by that today. Photographer's good. Hello everyone. Is that how you prefer to be known as? Yeah, that works. We've got you guys on mainly because we've just shot a commercial for Clarity called The Journey. So you guys have all been involved in that. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But also, you guys do a lot of travelling around the country. And I thought it'd be good for our audience to kind of get a different side of it. So we do a lot of business travel on this show. In there, wheelie cases, everyone's in a suit, looking dapper. But I wanted to get into the nitty gritty, the cheap budget travel. <laughs> Uh, can you stay in a hostel, guys? Can you get a megabus? All that kind of stuff. So yeah, uh, I get I get megabuses. Though I did find out you can't. Um, I'm over a certain age now to um, to stay in a youth hostel. Maybe really. So you're yeah, not youth, to, yeah, you're not, not youth, youth anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah apparently, thirty-five. Yeah, I know that. Age is thirty-five. Yeah. yeah, you fill me in on that. Did he yeah. really? Did he ask, did it, depe- it depends on the hostel, but yeah, they do. Yeah. The idea is we just got Liam and Pete on to do a commercial for Clarity. So we've done a, essentially what's called a journey piece where two travellers going to meet each other, but utilising all the tools that Clarity has at its disposal. So things like go to book where you can book your travel, go to track where you can track your travellers and go to Insight where you can get a bit of insight into your data. And we've got a bit of VIP stuff in there. So we went over to Heathrow. Uh, They were very kind, Virgin Atlantic, and let us film there. We filmed on an A350, which was really nice. What I want to actually get from this, so I want to give Clarity a little bit of props on this because the way that Clarity handled your travel the best on anything that you've ever actually Oh, the done. best. Wow, that's a bold. Um, it was good. Yeah, it was very good. It was top notch. I felt looked after. Trains and all that. Nice hotel. It was lovely. But, uh, you know, I've done, I wouldn't say it's the best. <laughs> I've done other projects. Whoa, whoa, Come whoa, whoa. on. No, no. I'm not saying the best project you've ever done. Just the best travel. The best you've been looked after from a travel um, perspective. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's up there. So what about you, Pete? Was this the best travel that you've ever... And I will say this because you've just done a... You've shot something in New York recently, so that's yeah. probably better. Yeah, I got well, f- I got flown New, to Scotland though. New that York was pretty and nice. LA. New York and LA. Yeah, and I was yeah we were staying in really posh places. But that's he was picking up those checks. Can you say? Don't know. Vice Studios. Oh yeah. yeah. So you've been you've is it freelancing you do for Vice or what's the? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a freelancer, but I've worked I worked on a big project for him last year. So I was shooting a documentary series that they're making. But the, we were like just part of the project was that we were traveling all over the world for it. So we were just constantly in different hotels and getting on red eyes and stuff like that. Did they spare no expense? Were you in nice hotels? Or was it it just started a, off like that when they were wooing the, my brother. And as bro- the budget brother. kind of went down a little but bit. No, was once we were on and we'd signed the contracts, then it got a little bit more like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. which is actually true. The Condor Hotel, shout out to those boys, yeah. nice guys. What? How does it compare to that? Yeah, yeah. how does it compare? I've done well. I've done like both. I've done really budgety. Like I was, I shot a, I shot a short film in Sicily that we self-funded this uh, summer, and we were just like, it was one of those like set up alerts on like bus deals, and like we got a ferry overnight. We didn't have a bed, so we were just like asleep on the floor with a load of Albanians, and then with all our camera equipment and stuff. And then, but then I've also done having people come and 
take all your equipment and put it on the plane and stuff. So. Nice. <coughs> and did you did you not get invited on the Sicily shoot, Liam? No, no, I was I was setting myself up uh, down south, so I was a busy boy. I was I was shooting a film in uh, in Scotland at the time, so. So how did mm. that come? So that was a short film, wasn't it, that you shot in Scotland? Uh, yeah, yeah. It was a short film I auditioned for. It was my first big audition in London when I moved uh, a couple of months back and uh, got the part. And yeah, I was flown down to Scotland. Uh, it was only supposed to be a five-day shoot. Ended up being uh, 12 days, three separate trips back and forth to uh, to Scotland, shooting on the Arsenal Craig. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a great experience. It was, learning. It was tough. It went a little bit uh, apocalypse now. At times, you know, due to weather and just... Uh, well, I was going to say, is that why it, it, it took know. longer? It wasn't the acting skills. No, it was the it weather. Was, it, it was the, the weather. weather. <laughs> we, we, we were literally on an island. Lying. Just, just yeah. that's two. That's two. <laughs> yeah. We're just days. Like, you, you weren't yeah. invited <laughs> and were the, did the acting skills hold it up? Just, yeah. just go no, easy. I was saying it was the weather that was the... They really took care of us. Yeah, they flew us over there. That was really nice of them. Yeah, we flew on a plane there. That was nice. It's a two-hour train ride, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We can get, you live yeah, in Manchester for a long time. So you find yeah. You've got to think about your carbon footprint yeah. these days. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And clarity, can I just say, has offset our carbon footprint for the year. So, that so, our so whole now shoot. you can fly as much as you want for the rest of the year. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. That's <laughs> how it works. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, how, that's how it happens. We just plant that's some trees. That's how it works. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Just plant some trees. So how does that work then? If you've got a five-day shoot, yeah, they'll have budgeted for a certain amount of travel, won't they? So they've said, right, your plane is. Yeah, we, I would just budget it just for, for getting to getting to Scotland and back again for for the first five days. But then, obviously, we went back again, got uh, rained off after a day, had to abandon shoot, go back home. So there's two more days of, of travel, and then the third time it was right. Let's just fly there. We we got flown there. And um, as an actor, do you get any say in how you travel, or is it just they will say, right, this is. What you're gonna no, yeah, you're mostly. Gonna you t- um, I mean, it depends on the job and depends uh, of the scale and the, the size the actor of the job as well. Yeah, it depends on the actor, on the quality yeah. of the. Um, well, that, that was the di- like. So, the show that I was working on, the the talent was able to be like, no, I'm not staying there. Whereas yeah. I was just like, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, yeah you'll yeah, be fine. Yeah, make the most of that one. Man yeah. of the people. There was times when like, mm. yeah, we were in coach, and he was in first class and stuff. I bet that just <laughs> really <laughs> made I mean, him I feel great. Yeah, but yeah. Did the talent ever go, yeah, but I'm a bit lonely. Can I not get some of those guys? No, up? after a while, I was like, why don't you just get them to give you the money that you would have in, and they paid, they actually ended up doing that, paying the difference back to him. So mm-hmm. And he just ended budget. up doing budget yeah. travel. Yeah. So that's the way to do it, guys. I think that's a smart way. No, I don't normally get a saying that. I'm, sometimes I'm asked to arrange my own travel and it's cut and they'll just, you know, I'll invoice it and, and, and get it, uh, get it paid back. But, it's nice to be. It's nice to be sort of pumped. You know, it's nice to have it arranged for you. It feels makes you feel a little bit big time. You know. But when they have you going arranging your own travel, are you giving kind of an idea of how much you can spend so you don't go over this kind of amount or what's the? Again, it's just depending on the. the is the there size a certain the trust the there that you will get? Yeah, yeah. And as long as like, you know, if you're booking a train, you've just got to make sure you keep those tickets. In, well, you know, you need proof of purchase, everything like that. Just it's definitely more like a trust thing, isn't it? If you yeah. went like, oh yeah, I just got first class <laughs> and I, I turned up and booked it uh, five minutes before so it's about 400 quid mate yeah, is that yeah. alright then they'd probably be like yeah we're not paying yeah, that yeah we ain't yeah, paying yeah. that so yeah. More than we'll give you 60 quid day yeah. rate for the two <laughs> yeah. days yeah. 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 it's normally like what is it, 25p yeah. on the mile something like yeah. <laughs> you know it's nice to be it's nice to be sort of taken care of have it have it booked for you like, like I said the last project I worked on it was travel was all, all taken care of which was a nice Concentrate on my job, on the job, at hand, that, on yeah. the task at hand, so to speak. Is that an idea for you then as an active, whatever you travel, you want to have that time to relax, maybe go through the scripts again, make any notes you've got, plan for things. Is that the idea for you? Yeah, that's ideally, that's that's the uh, that's the plan. But listen, 
sometimes as long as I'm getting where I'm going, that's enough for me yeah, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. But isn't that a case of so I suppose if I'm a director, I'm probably thinking, right, I want these guys to come fresh. So if I'm getting them like a red iron and expecting them to get their straight to the shoe mm. equipment, I'm not expecting the same kind of quality mm. as if I'm getting you there the night before. You're going to get in a hotel. Maybe there's a little spa in the hotel. Something you can kind of like relax a little bit, take a bit of pressure off. You have breakfast in the morning, you show up on set and you... Yeah, for example, I mean, we'd had a we'd had a real tough shoot with this last project, but they made sure for that last round of filming, just to get us all through it, they put us up, they flew us there, they put us up in a nice hotel. We were, we were fed great food every night while we were there, you know, all expenses covered, everything. So, you know, that was nice just to get us through it. They just want, I think they wanted to keep us, they wanted to keep us sweet at that point because we were, we were turning down other jobs just to make sure this one got finished. So, yeah, so it's Did nice. Did everybody yeah. make it back? Like yeah, a few, few, few threats, few tantrums, few. I'm not coming back. But did you mean physically or mentally? Well, mentally. Yeah, there's still, um, still yeah. there's still, still a little bit of me left over on the Elsa yeah. Craig. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forever. Yeah. I think, I think it's also it's experience as well. So like when you first start yeah, out, you, you just you're just like, oh, yo, get there at yeah, midnight. Yeah. yeah, and then like you, and then eventually, yeah, you, yeah, you, you end up in a situation, something you where, learn like, as you go uh, on. Hang yeah. on a minute, I've paid to film this and edit this and do this. Yeah, and you just you realize, and I think you do. As you get more experience, realize that like yeah, things like that are really valuable. That yeah. you are that it, it, hey, it's kooky and it's crazy, and you're like all artists, but actually you've got to get up and do a job the next mm-hmm. day yeah. properly. Do you find that you get some projects that when they've got a budget in mind, they don't take into account all that other stuff? So they might go like, oh, we'll just pay the day rate or whatever, but they don't take into account the fact that you've got to feed them yeah. while they're yeah. there. Yeah. I got offered got um, I got offered a job the other day, which was. Um, just boldly just did say like you know expenses and accommodation not paid and it was in wales and it was like well i'm not going i'm not paying for myself to yeah yeah you know put myself up in wales for a week or whatever it was going to be i would say yeah. there's also i've it, fr- from working on bigger projects the they waste so much money on travel like me making that joke earlier about like oh i booked it like yeah, five yeah, minutes before like i would sometimes when like with with producers i'll send them like oh i could get on this flight it costs this much and they're just like, oh yeah, we'll sort it out with our travel agency. And then I, the, the thing comes through, like when it gets sent and to me, and they've, they've spent like yeah, yeah, double yeah. on the wow. on the travel. And it's just like, well, I don't. I, Which I is mean, really I don't odd re- because like how that. intricate the rest of it is. But yeah. you know, it's the same with food, isn't it? Like all the camera equipment, actors is all kind of squeezed out, and then food mm. and travel is they expect it to be. Yeah, it's just like it's just like a write-off as if like, and then they'll complain about other things like, oh, you spend an extra day doing blah blah blah, or you need that lens or whatever. But then like you think like, well, I could have, yeah, you could have saved all that money. You could have saved six hundred quid or something if you'd if we'd have traveled or if we'd have booked it like a few days ago. Just because you come from that background of having to like penny pinch, and then when when you're involved with people who like are just not thinking about money that can be just thrown around, just wasted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially Mm. on a long project. Like I was working on a project for a year. We were flying back and forth. I flew, I, I, I was in New York and I, I didn't have a visa, working visa at one point. Yeah. And they flew me back to Ireland to, to get my visa and then flew me back again. And it was all done in like the last minute. They sent me to, they also sent me to Northern Ireland for a bit. And then it was like, oh, we can't, we can't get the visa at the moment. It was just like, all oh, right, well, we'll just send you, we'll fly you back again. I was just like, <laughs> there's so much money being wasted. Yeah. It was so irritating for me. Just like, oh, yeah. I'll have that. Just give me the budget. I'll give me the budget and I'll book the ticket and then we'll just see how it goes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's interesting, but it's also just, I just think it's irresponsible. 
Is that why sometimes people prefer to go and do their own projects rather than be part of something bigger that you can kind of get better control over it? And mm. um, I don't know. I mean, your own projects <laughs> as well. Yeah, is that too yeah, much yeah. Of a, no, because yeah. then you're ringing people saying, "I'll get you train tickets." Then you're yeah. stressing. Then you're yeah. trying to find the cheap deals. That are, you know. Yeah. Then you're you know you're trying if to you save do it something and like cut the corners of, and like out of a passion, like what a lot of the stuff that people tend to do out of passion, you want to be in a good place yeah. doing that, not, yeah. you want to have the faith that people are just going to come along and be aware of what it is. I think sometimes as well, the fear is, so if I hire <laughs> Pete, for instance, I don't want you kind of going out and finding the cheapest deal because I'm thinking your time to me is more valuable mm-hmm. yeah, doing yeah. the videography or yeah. the editing or directing or whatever it is. So I'm kind of like, I want someone else doing that. I want someone else kind of finding that deal or yeah. a travel management yeah, company, yeah, for yeah. instance, that does that. So that then I can just go, right, your time is purely on the creative side. Yeah, I think it's like, but the, the thing is, is that you're also getting pressure from to save money in the other parts of the budget. So it starts to make you think, well, you're giving me pressure to, mm-hmm. and you're like booking stuff that's costing the, the production loads and loads of money. So it's like, well, I don't know. It's pr- it, I, I think most people don't even worry about it, but I think it is coming from like an indie film background it's like who's you've always had to like just find money wherever you can like you just you think about these things more probably because i've been on productions where people are just like oh stick it on expenses yeah man. we and had like that with like, oh. i was on a, a short film once and it overran like somebody didn't uh, the digital files corrupted and they just had to so and they booked a certain train back for everyone so they missed that train so then they had to pay for taxes for i think that was in leeds to manchester for me and I think that's the thing as well. So sometimes you think you're going to save money by booking yeah, that, yeah. And then that 12 yeah, o'clock yeah, train. Yeah. And then if you yeah. just did a an off-peak open or something like that, maybe you get a little mm. bit of a... What is it like in terms of the equipment? I mean, we saw it on the journey shoot. There's a lot of it. I've travelled with way more than that. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's tra- it, it's like, yeah. the worst part of it. It's the a nightmare. Yeah. You know, like travel, especially flying with... If you have to go through... Like if you're traveling outside of the EU as well, like you have to do, I don't know if anyone is interested in this, but- Oh, definitely. Well, it's a travel show, isn't it? A carne. So you have to do, if you if your um, equipment is worth over a certain amount of money, you then have to go through every single bit of your equipment mm-hmm. and write the serial numbers down and yeah. where it's all from. And then you have to, when you travel then, it's just like kind of like luck of the draw when you're going through customs, whether they'll go like, actually, we're going to check everything. And so you can be, I have been before, like coming back from New York uh, there for four hours while a guy's like, can you can we get the serial number from this? And then you're like unscrewing like bits of the yeah, camera that you're to like, try oh, and like, no. yeah. And it's, you you never get over that anxiety of watching your equipment like I know, be yeah. separated from you yeah. at an airport situation because it's. Have you ever lost know. equipment in that situation? I lose equipment like walking from house to the train. So yes, <laughs> like wherever, like I'm lens cap, little <coughs> any accessories gone. Anything that can yeah, go yeah. will go. But but it is actually like camera equipment is like known for being mm-hmm. something that they like smuggle drugs in. Yeah, yeah, right. so because like it's got a lot of hollow yeah. holes. And so I, I actually used to know a photographer who used to smuggle weed in his lenses. Who was it? I can't. Well, well, I no can't. Yeah. I'm no grass guy. So <laughs> no. no snitch. No. But dead easy if you leave. Like it's just like. Well, my I don't me. have. I don't need the equipment. My, I'm an actor, so my my body, <laughs> am my body's my my yeah. my tool. Yeah. That's you looking know. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My body's my instrument, isn't it? My that t- was my, looking my equipment. great shape before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I take. You've got to take care of yourself in this game, you know, physically. Emotionally, mentally. So, how's it work with? So, if you're flying with a lot of equipment, so obviously there's baggage allowances and weight restrictions and stuff like that. Do you have to pay more then at the thing? Do they plan yeah. for that or? Yeah, yeah. It's like it depends what it is like as well because some um, like a tripod will be like come oh, so under like. And there's always more. You yeah. always take more than you need. Like uh, yeah. often, like even 
today. Like we, you just always end up having more than you actually need, which is for a good reason. But it can get annoying when you're lugging it all around. And well, we usually take well, when we're flying. It's usually like pelly cases, you know, like the hard mm-hmm. cases. Yeah, yeah. So they're he- like before you even like put anything in them, they're heavy, yeah, yeah. and then you just like, it's just yeah. Because a lot of the time as well, it works out. It's just less hassle to actually take the equipment, and it's cheaper if you take the equipment and then rather than renting hiring it, it renting yeah, it yeah. when you're there, because yeah. it's especially in New York where we were, it's just absolutely extortionate. So, what was it like filming in New York when you? I mean, I, I take you out on the streets and stuff filming. Do you yeah. get uh, are people just so used to it now that they just don't care and you're just in the way? Depends where we were, I would say, because we shot. We weren't just in New York; we were all over the place, but. Um, like London, it's a bit like London or any big city where people. A lot of the time, if you're out and about, people don't give a shit. Yet. And then, yeah. sorry. Uh, and then, um, but then, if you, there are just certain places where maybe things are a bit more sketchy, or if people are like a bit more jobs worth e, then uh, you're going to start getting people asking questions. And then a lot of the time as well that we were shooting on like a, like a small budget, relatively for what the what the production was. So a lot of the time it's like just literally I was like cameraman producer like so you have to like you have to go and wrangle like basically convince people to give you locations for free mm-hmm. is what we're doing yeah, so yeah. go and get in the lo- as long as they sign this thing then we we can have it we have permission to 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 shoot there so you just go into like I don't know we we used to have to walk around New York at points going like God we need to this guy's coming we need to film it in a second we were just going like right you go in that restaurant I'll go in that and we just like excuse me we we turn the music off and so we can film <laughs> in here and they're like can what you get do we get and we're like people. nothing yeah. <laughs> but you might be on we'll know, show your logo like, on there yeah yeah exactly yeah so do you find people were receptive to that kind of stuff or was majority of people just like I'm not it, having it helped it definitely helps in the US that you've got an English accent because when we had like our American producer well it was just more like oh yeah. that's not that's easy to say no to yeah, yeah. like uh, when we had a, an American producer with us he used to uh, I used to go and do it anyway a lot of the time because it's just if you've gotten it like if you're just a bit more unusual like oh hello and like you play <laughs> yeah. the Hugh Grant just do it a little uh, bit yeah. more oh yeah. most bloody lovely <laughs> place you've got here <laughs> and then they're like oh how charming <laughs> yeah I mean some of the places that you've been to I mean you've been to quite a few of them is there any one that kind of stands out as being a favourite for you places I've filmed as yeah. well Stockport yeah I really like Kosovo as a country well, and I'm planning to make a documentary there like next year right, about, okay. which is I don't know it's just an unusual like politically like important place that isn't as much now but kind of is becoming more again but uh i like that part of the world the balkans so like albania and montenegro like is it the place or is it the people or is it a combination of all it's a combination and it's kind of like the it's just so different it's like uh and it's absolutely beautiful as well like the most some of those beautiful place i've ever been in my life but then it's like there's sort of like a desperation that i think that breeds like creative thought I would say it, with the kind of people I hang out with yeah yeah, yeah um, and that's like coming from my privileged position of being some English white guy going like oh my god <laughs> like they're gonna be sl- a little bit more receptive to me but yeah I, and, and I've traveled around that part of the world a lot and made films there and stuff as well so I would say yeah for me that was great and Liam you took a, a bit of a break a few years ago you went traveling for it was just was it just over a year I try and go one cool place a year at least. You know, I, d- I road trip to Iceland last year, um, last March. I uh, just went to Tunisia. I did six months in Central America. 
uh, going from Mexico to Panama, uh, India, did all of India. It's three months in Central Asia, sorry, South America, Asia, Southeast Asia. Uh, I was in New Orleans and New York recently. Yeah. And did that get the creative juices flowing then for you, just being around all those? Uh, yeah, it's great, but it's just uh, it's, it's an expensive hobby traveling, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, unless you, unless you yeah, can yeah. Get, always get these cheap uh, these, these these cheap uh, lights or uh, trains for me, then <laughs> that needs to be your policy. I'm calling a few favors here, Kyle. Yeah, I need yeah. you to uh, help only me help me travel more. Exotic rules. Yeah, like yeah. just ignore anything that's offered to you to shoot in London or Manchester yeah. or Birmingham. Just only well, exotic rules. Yeah, I, I mm. don't know what the equivalent is because I when I was traveling last year before last and i was able to do like remote work so that would that helped me and, and sort of as you went yeah voiceover work there you go yeah get, get yourself some a little bit of voiceover work you were, just were you editing an english accent abroad i was distance. doing like sound sound editing and stuff mm, i actually okay. did a bit i did a voiceover for a uh give albanian us a, give us a flavor of it how did it go it was yeah. a bit like this it was the script was Kind of crazy, Liam. You've, you've seen. I've it. seen it. So I'm <laughs> laughing. Yeah, okay. I, I know what this we might, we might even link the advert as well. So yeah, 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 it, yeah. Was, um, it was an Albanian bank advert where it was a couple of florists okay. uh, in a garden, and then they got a phone call from the chief florist at Windsor Castle, <laughs> which was played by me. Uh, okay. And it was just like we've heard about your flowers. It was like obviously subtitled in Albanian. Yeah. <laughs> I was just subtitled in Albanian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many takes did you do of that? Just one. Okay, one well, I recorded it myself, sending over. You know, I was just yeah. one take. Just one take. Yeah, just yeah, one yeah. take. Yeah. Knocked, knocked out the park that. first time. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Great ad for that. It is. Make sure we'll have to put a link of this at the. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <coughs> but I mean, so Pete, you do a lot of a nice mix between acting and camera producing, directing. Like, is there a, a favorite for you that you want to do more of? Or I would say directing more. Directing, you. Yeah, like making it sort of. Yeah, I would say it's something like I, I. I guess like I like being a collaborative filmmaker, but I kind of like having a, not final say, but just sort of like it's kind of a hand in everything, just making sure everything comes together and. Yeah. And it and I've worked I guess I've just worked on a lot of projects lately where I'm less of a like key role. Yeah. I'm more of say doing more camera work or whatever. And it's and I, I I don't know, I feel like I've like picked up quite a few things that I would like I liked. I wanna just actually work on something of my own mm. for a little bit. Mm. And then acting's different. Because acting like even when we're working together, me and Liam well, we've all worked together yeah. quite a lot, but like it's a lot of the time, even though I'm supposed to be directing sometimes, it's like absolutely impossible. Because if you're actually <laughs> properly <laughs> acting, you're, you're in a headspace yeah, yeah. where you're that character for a second, then you come out and just go like, Was it, did, did any of that work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a real, like, like on, on the little balloon <clears throat> shoots, it's like a, it is real collaboration, isn't it? Some yeah. people saying yeah. everyone's doing a bit of everybody's yeah, right. Everyone's doing a little bit of, you know, a little bit of writing, a little bit of pitching, yep. idea pitching. So let's performing. talk about Little Balloon though, because obviously we introduced it you from Little Balloon. <laughs> But yeah. what is that? It was just a collective of filmmakers that pretty much it was like a group of friends. Then it was like uni mates, mm -hmm. and it was just like I guess it was like picking up. We do a lot of improvisational comedy. That's our like, mm. and we made a feature years ago, but it's not very good. So like, don't bother watching that. But yeah. like, we've ever since then we've we've we get together and make these like kind of slightly odd, absurdist comedy. I would say, yeah. but like in terms of like filmmakers, everyone's like accomplished in their own right but everyone so it's all it usually i think it's usually about the projects when people come together yeah. and no one like i've been on a lot of projects where everyone is obsessed with their like 
the hierarchy of it and mm-hmm. what their their role yeah, like yeah. oh i'm not well i came up with that so <laughs> what's my role on this like no that's not the case in little blue and i think that's the the strength of it that everyone just wants the thing to be as good as I possible. mean stuff is being created in the moment as well there and then by by anyone yeah. advice or you can just someone's pitching a line or you're like yeah take that we'll, we'll try take with that one in and so yeah everything it's sort of a very collaborative um, yeah effort and every year i think is it around christmas you try and do a, a project that comes out and it's a short of kind yeah, of 10 we, minutes or so and we've been doing it for over 10 years now so we get together and it's sort of like one of those like 48 hour film challenges that people do so every year we kind of like make a film and try and shoot it over at, at most, like it's like two, three days. Four days, right. I think, yeah, is the, mic, like that, the yeah. most it's ever been. It's usually like two days shoot, and then some like really scrambling to get the edit done, and then <laughs> don't have a Christmas. And the, but then it's, it's all right. It's so, it's so it's great yeah. when the release though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have a good old, we have a good fun. Yeah, it's like everybody waiting though for the like piece to the script, piece like the closer <laughs> it gets to Christmas, he might break the streak this year. He's not going to do it. And so then is it you, do you kind of write the scripts and? To get the ball rolling, is that the idea then? Sometimes, yeah. Just It just depends. Like, a lot of the time... I'd say me and John, who's the other guy in it, like, usually... Uh, lately have been more, the, like, more the creative mm. people. But yeah. The Exmacist, which was probably our favourite one. That was a brilliant one, yeah. yeah. That was uh, me, Uber, and John stood in the kitchen. It was like, we have this argument every year of just, like, we're not doing it this year, we haven't got time. And then it just, <laughs> the, as the days slowly come up to Christmas, like, slowly, it's like, well, we could maybe do, like, a little one. Okay, let's do one scene, yeah. and then it always turns into, Spirals like... Spirals into something <laughs> yes. else. Yeah. Once, yeah. And then it's, mm. like, the scripts, uh, yeah. But, like, the scripts are always, like, kind of loose. Mm. Yeah, we've got the Christmas films and this, you know, we we, we did the web series as well. Yeah, um, a lot of sketches, bits and pieces here and there. Yeah, it's good. So, John, a photographer, occasionally, occasionally, you've yeah. also been working on a project, Reno project. Yeah, yeah, Pete that was on that. So, yeah, there's no travel there because we're based at the Whitworth at the moment. Uh, but there's some talk of some travel later on because we're actually trying to secure this piece of land, um, which will include a little bit of travel doing a. Uh, research into similar projects. So what is the Reno for the people that don't know? What is the, what's going Oof, on? There? It could be a while. Okay, so the Reno was a, um, it was a, a basement club in the 70s, which was, um, what word can I use, Pete, without getting myself in trouble? It was, it was, um, mixed uh, race. Yeah, yeah, mixed race is uh, the word that I can use publicly. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it became a haven for mixed race people, the first generation uh, from Moss Side and so yeah, then it, essentially it shut down in the nineties. It was uh, left. It's one of the few patches in Manchester that's actually got nothing on it. You know, there's buildings everywhere. Pete was on the shoot with me, which was a hell of a hell of a time. That that was, yeah. a, that was it's a, <laughs> quite an inspiring project. Yeah, a lot of yeah, it, but yeah, because at the time it was the mixed race people weren't allowed in the black clubs yeah, or the yeah, white yeah. clubs. So it was sort of like this place. It was the only place, for, the them only place for them to go, and it was in was it Moss Side? Yeah, I yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah it's, but. I think that that's the thing. as it's grown now that we're based it. That was the initial because Linda, who's the um, head of the project, Linda Brogan. It's kind of it was all about her experience, and that's branched out. So a, a lot of interviews and it, it, but it's amazing now that we're based at the Whitworth. How many people it touches? People from all over the world come in, and you know some people that they burst into tears at the it's, and it's you know it's not a pretentious art project. It's really really about as down to earth as you can get. Yeah. But, they, but they, what they actually did, which was excavate the club, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, And that's yeah. what we initially, what when I was on board, that we were fil- well, that w- filming it 
like actually physically excavating like the people used to go in there like yeah, yeah. excavating this club this basement club yep and then that led to this further excavation of the sense of community itself and so the original thing was we were just going to do a one shot documentary just a one and done yeah soon changed after about day one or two on this because it, it fastly became about doing quick updates get more people coming being involved and then it's a uh, Long term, there's still a plan for a documentary, but we're not quite sure what direction we want to actually take in because it's a story that's still unfolding. So I just gather a hell of a lot of footage at the moment. I mean, is it inspiring at a time when people seem to be so kind of at each other's throats on a lot of stuff and a lot no, of decisions yeah, yeah, to see it's, a community? Um, it's one of the few, I always say, and it sounds really cheesy, I suppose, but a lot of other things that I'm paid to do or, or spend time at, you kind of trudge your feet along to, but anything to do with that, it's. It's like it's a passion. A yeah, a I'll run, t- run towards it and like put stuff out of the way. And it's just, yeah, it's nice. Because like, there's a level of honesty to it that doesn't seem to exist anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. So we usually end the show with a first best and worst travel scenarios. So I asked the guests to give me the first travel experience that they've had, the best travel experience they've had, and the worst. Okay. But we'll switch around, so we'll do kind of worst and then best, because it's always good to end on a, a positive note. So who wants to give me their first, first travel worst. experience? Well, the first, the first is it? Oh, two, a package holiday, I can't really remember. My first yeah. travel experience. Yeah, same, same for me. So what about as an actor? Can you think back to your I first... I remember my very first holiday as a kid, but my first, um, my first travel experience as an actor. Yep. We're going back to the days of... Um, Traveling from from Manchester to to the West Midlands, I think probably yeah yeah. When I was probably like what twenty twenty one something like that twenty two. Yeah. And what's been your worst travel experience? Oh, the worst, the worst, the worst, the worst. You've been traveling the world, so you've probably got a. Um, it's Australia Tiger Airlines, very unprofessional people there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks for naming the the airline as yeah, well. Like, just in, very just in case, like that was yeah. Tiger Airlines for anyone who didn't hear <laughs> yeah, first. T-I-G-E-R. Time. What was it about this African unnamed African. airline? Oh, jungle African. <laughs> what was it about this unnamed airline? Yeah, that was Tiger, bad. Yeah. Oh, they were just uh, real, real, real con job. They're real cowboys. <laughs> you know, they're just looking to see um, Clark's in the room now. Real, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, they were real cowboys. You just um, their website was, um, you know, when you was you, it just you a try cheap and sort of yeah HTML was, uh, get like yeah, just a dancing yeah, chicken just gift. a notice board. <laughs> yeah, you could yeah. You know, Post you it note word yeah. art. <laughs> drop, yeah. Get a bit of drop shadow on that logo. Yeah, yeah just a bunch. Yeah. Never, never use them again. And I got, ri- I got ripped off for about six hundred quid in India once as well. Was that when you first went over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they get you good over there. You know, they well, they say you, you come in, you fly in, and then they're, they're very nice. You're like, you should go. You know, it's like three in the morning. They're like, it's been a long eight hour flight. You should go to bed, and then you know, go to bed. We'll worry about checking in in the morning, and then you go to bed, and then uh, you just get a phone call at, uh, about an hour later, hour and a half later, like, like you know, you must come down now and check in and do everything. And then they start throwing all that, well, have you bought this? Have you bought this? You, you can't get around without this, that, the other. And then they sell you to a track that, you know, I think I lost about, I lost about, I lost about 600 quid on that one. Yeah. Go on, what's your best? With regards to, uh, okay, so um, a couple of years ago, I was in, um, I got stranded in in a play. I, there was just no, it was like, I couldn't escape. And it was just an absolute paradise. And it was uh, in me- a place in Mexico called Zipolite. And every time I got up to go to the travel agent and say, right, can I leave today? And he'd be like, nope, still protests on, you can't go anywhere. And I was like stranded there, but it was like heaven. And I was just, it was like, oh, well, looks like I'll have to stay for another day. There's a film in there. And then you keep going back and he'd be like, no. And uh, so, yeah, I was just stranded in paradise for two weeks. Go on, John. 
what's your first travel experience? Yeah, I, I can't remember. Just probably just a package holiday, nothing great. And you just were? my mum like shaking and crying and like afraid of flights. <laughs> oh, afraid of flights. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was just because yeah, she was yeah. on holiday week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you, what's your worst? Worst as far as actually traveling. Yeah, just, traveling. just coming back from Prague a long time ago because I'd, I hadn't told work that I'd be. I'd, I'd been drinking a lot, smoking a lot. Had no paracetamol, so just had that. Had the last thing I need to do is travel, and I was near you know, the emergency door as well. And as I was queuing up to get there, I got a, a phone call saying like, "Why aren't you in work?" Because when I was working at a hospital at the time, so it was just you know that series of, "Oh yeah, this holiday's definitely over. You're definitely yeah, heading yeah. back." And you best, best, probably New Orleans. New Orleans. We got married, nice and nice. No family there. Just Liam was there. Just Liam. Yeah, got like married family. to Liam. Yeah, secretly, <laughs> my wife thinks I married her, but there's a great photo with me and Liam. Down he was just in the bush yeah. next to the. Yeah. You were just holding his hand. Yeah. So go on, Pete. What's your first travel experience? First was again really god awful package holiday to Ibiza when I was about twenty. Uh, I remember being really bored by the plane and thinking it was going to be like a roller coaster, and it wasn't. <laughs> it was just dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, that's it. Sucking oh, on a minute, so you is yeah. Was that your first time on a plane? Yeah. Nothing to write home about? No. God, it was my worst nightmare that holiday, so. <laughs> thanks for bringing it home. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for <laughs> that's why it's the worst. Thanks for opening up all wounds. And do you worst? Is that worst? Is that, have you done oh, the no, two for that? No, that's first. That? Worst. No, worst was I got a 36-hour train from the bottom of Croatia to Prague. And it was, I didn't have a seat. And uh, <laughs> one 36 point, hours? Yeah, it was, oh my God, it was, it was like a fever dream. At one point <laughs> I was in a, I managed to sneak into a cabin and they had the, it was like an old fashioned train, like wooden. Yeah, yeah. I snuck into a cabin and it was, they had the like, like Agatha Christie-esque, like sit opposite mm-hmm. each yeah, other, yeah. knitting or whatever they do. And uh, I went, oh my God, thank God. Snuck onto this thing, like st- f- st- went, started to go to sleep. And then I just got uh, woken up by a German scoutmaster shouting at me with these little like scouts, scouts. around him. And like it would ju- at that point I was like, okay, I'm probably, I don't know what's going on now. He was just like, and then I was, yeah, then the girls were just going, sorry. I was just, yeah, that's the worst. Is that like two hours in as well? Like? I think that was probably like 20 hours in. And your best? Probably I did a road trip around America. Like about two years ago, two and a half years ago, and that was absolutely amazing. Do you feel a bit bad now that you just went, "Oh, my honeymoon"? No, oh, my honeymoon. He got, he got married. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, two different things. Yeah, you got married, and then that was you. You were there for your honeymoon yeah, as well, weren't you? Come on, honeymoon. We were just there. Just there. We're just living. Just living level to you, Kyle. Come on. Well, like, apparently so. <laughs> apparently so, guys. Right. Thank you so much for coming on the show. If Thanks. people want to find out more about each of you, so where can they go? So we'll start with you, John. Yeah, so it's probably best. I don't do any social media stuff. I don't keep up with it. But if you search for Excavate in the Reno, you'll find out what I'm doing at the moment. Um, that's probably the best thing. Perfect. Pete? Little Bloon Films, just Google it. We've got like a YouTube channel with a load of stuff on and then Instagram. Liam? Yeah, same. And uh, just want to... Uh, P.O. Box. We'll stamp that, uh, Little Bloom Films. And yeah, you just find me, man. I'm just I'm just a guy. I'm just a jobbing actor. You find me on all the all the acting uh, all the acting profiles. Just type in Liam Thomas Blunder. <laughs> Brilliant. And just want to extend some thanks again, once again, for the journey from what you guys have done. It's amazing. It's gone down really well. You can find that link in the description. I've been your host, Kyle Daniels. I want to thank Junior, Pete, and Liam for coming on the show. And we will see you next time on Absolute Clarity. Thank you. Thank you.